Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 14th day of January. I'm Paul, and it's this Sunday. Go check out the sermon we dropped today called I Believe in the Holy Spirit. I think that will be one that you'll want to, to, to get in on. And if you've missed this Apostles' Creed the, uh, series that we've been doing, you can go back <clears throat> into the early portion of October when we started ministering this, even before we were doing Sunday morning meetings at the Garden, we were doing Sunday evenings in a different location. And we've been doing the Apostles' Creed, did it all the way up till December, took some time off for Advent, so jump back in and uh, get caught up. We're in Luke chapter 7, we're in verse 31. I don't want to lay out too much preview. We've been working on this John the Baptist passage for a little while now. And so that's the context in which Jesus is talking. And he says in verse 31, To what then shall I liken the men of this generation? What are they like? They're like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another, saying, We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We mourned to you and you did not weep. Now, before we try to give any sort of indication as to what this rather obscure illustration might be referencing. Let's read on so that we get an idea about where Jesus heads next with the story. It might help us with an interpretation. Verse 33, For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say he has a demon. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, Look, a glutton and a wine-bibber. A wine-bibber, a word for excessive drinker a friend of tax collectors and sinners, but wisdom is justified by all her children. Now, there's at least a couple of things we need to talk about. Let's see how far we can get today, and maybe we get them both in. If not, we'll, we'll, we'll work on this a little bit tomorrow. First of all, back to the little obscure little story where Jesus says, what are the men of this generation like? What shall I compare them like children sitting in the marketplace? First of all, this generation is important because... This isn't a throwaway phrase from Jesus. Jesus is identifying the Pharisees and lawyers who rejected the will of God in the previous verse. So contextually, this generation is not our generation. That certainly doesn't mean that the principle behind what Jesus says can't apply to people across time But the first and primary way of understanding it is within this generation. And so Jesus, who's speaking to his own people, he's speaking to the Jewish people of his era, his world, those who will reject him as Messiah, those who are the end of an era, truly, um, the same this generation that he will say in Matthew 24, 34, all the things of that chapter must come upon this generation. So He's talking about a specific group of people, and and he's talking about them in relation to their receiving or rejecting of John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist was a prophesied figure, someone they should have been looking for, and he came doing exactly what he was supposed to do, and they missed it. And so the tax collectors and the sinners are excited because they've stepped into that baptism. The Pharisees and the lawyers have rejected it, refusing to be baptized, so Jesus uses that obscure little story. They're like children sitting in the marketplace calling to one another. We played the flute for you. You didn't dance. We mourned to you. You didn't weep. In effect, he's, well, not in effect, literally he's calling them children. Now, I don't mean he thinks they're five, six, seven years old, but he's calling them children in the way they're acting, 
but he uses a funny little story that he seems to make up. We don't I don't think this exists in some other piece of literature from the era or from before him, but he's just talking about how kids will play in public and they don't always get along. Um, I like what one scholar said about this text. This text is a spot where Jesus compares the generation he's living in with children at play who sometimes reject whatever game anyone might suggest to them. So no matter what is thrown out there, they're unhappy. No matter what game they're offered, they get bored. They want to move on. We played the flute, you didn't dance. We mourned, but you didn't weep. You guys aren't playing what we want to play. And so there's an element of immaturity that Jesus is saying you're like a bunch of kids. There's an element of dissatisfaction. You're like kids who can't pick a game. You just keep jumping around. And he's talking about the generation that rejected John the Baptist. If you've rejected John the Baptist, you're going to reject Jesus. And how would that compare to to people of other generations? Well, we're fickle. That's a good word for it. We're often fickle. We, We go with whatever's in front of us, but we're bored with it quickly. And then we need to move on to something else. And sometimes we have a difficulty committing to what's in front of us because we think something better might come along. And that causes us to misunderstand oftentimes exactly what's in front of us and precisely what we need. Because he then says, John the Baptist didn't eat or drink wine, neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you said he has a demon. This is telling us that John the Baptist probably had a very strict diet. I mean, we already were introduced to him earlier as someone who lived in the wilderness and ate locusts and honey. So his diet was was bizarre, and he came from a sect that believed their diet was a reflection of their dedication. And so he didn't eat certain foods, and he didn't drink wine. That has him somewhat in the Nazarite camp. The Son of Man comes, Jesus says, eating and drinking. In other words, Jesus doesn't have the dietary restriction John had, and he apparently drinks enough wine that they call him a wine-bibber, a man who is an excessive drinker. And they also call him a friend of tax collectors and sinners, which might be the most vicious of all uh, stones they throw, because that is a way of saying he's accepting the wrong people and willingly making himself unclean by hanging out with them. Jesus ends it by saying, but wisdom is justified by all her children, meaning that tomorrow will prove whether we were right today. Wisdom will be justified by tomorrow. We'll see, we'll be able to look back and see. And so this is a prophetic statement by Christ. I'm not finished here. I know we've read it all. We read all the way through 35. Uh, for purposes of tagging our podcast, we put what verses are dealt with. We're going to put this same set of verses up again tomorrow because I want to deal with them from a scriptural standpoint because Jesus is saying something here that links him to a command in the Torah, and it needs more than 15 seconds at the end. We'll do it tomorrow. I'll see you then. God bless.